It is not how much you earn, but what you do with it that determines your end. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Between Us, Make Every Conversation Count. So today we are going to talk about the gig economy. So I'm sure all of us have used apps for uh, different purposes, right? Book an Uber or an Ola, book a vacation, pay our rent, order for food or buy some homemade goods. Now these are all examples of a gig economy. Now there are different rules which are classified as a part of this model. Freelancers, consultants, independent contractors and professionals, and even temporary contract workers. So it'll be fair to say that the gig economy is all about exchanging labor for money between individuals or companies through digital platforms that directly connect suppliers and customers on a short-term basis or as a pay-as-you-go. So let's really talk a little bit about the gig economy and how, from the time COVID set in, uh, how it literally changed the way people looked at making an extra income, or maybe they decided to give up their full-time job and pursue something which is very close to their heart. For example, there are a lot of people who, uh, you know, professionals like doctors, you know, financial professionals, they probably gave up their full-time jobs for whatever reason and decided to pursue something which is very close to their heart. So how does the gig economy fit into the future of work? Now, all thanks to the online platforms, you know, the so-called gig employee are taking up digital work, right? And they usually receive money after each task. According to a recent survey, 31% of the professionals do so at least part-time. You know, gone are the days when freelancers had to spend an incredible amount of time building professional reputations before getting their first cent. Today, this is taken care of by the digital platforms that form the basis of the gig economy. Uh, you know, by providing transparent customer assessment tools, simple dispute resolution mechanisms, and rigorous verification processes, these platforms ease user concerns and thus help reduce barriers to entry in large sectors of the economy. You know, a classic example would be the success of Uber. It shows that the gig economy really works and fits into the future of work. Many companies view temporary contract with freelancers with unique skills as a more viable long-term strategy to keep up with the changing market demands that constantly retrain permanent employees. There was a New York Times column uh, which said, what can be done will be done. So in this age of technological acceleration, no one can afford to rest on their laurels, right? Market needs are constantly changing due to accelerating technological progress. That means traditional career growth can be much more challenging, especially for gig workers. Without a structured career path, their achievements on one platform are typically not respected by another. But it does help them keep their skills up to date. At one point in time, tools like Skype and WhatsApp had reduced the cost of international communication. 
Prestigious universities now offer thousands of free world-class courses on websites that anyone can access. Thousands of articles and megabytes of data are now available at the touch of a button. This means that the gig economy may soon be associated not with the comparatively low-skilled jobs of the service industry, but also with the high-skilled independent workers. The movement of ideas, goods, money, and people stimulate the growth of world economy. So the gig economy actually serves as one way to lubricate that movement. As for employers, I think they've never had so much free access to talents who help in improving their business. And nor have they had the communication tools to easily reach out to potential workers, customers, and partners around the world. So let's talk about some examples of the gig economy. I think the most striking example, which I'm sure all of us will agree, is freelancing. I think the internet and the big data have allowed the gig economy to exist and scale up into services people can actually use. Today, connecting to the internet is all it takes to make a deal or conduct a transaction. The internet is a powerful business platform, right? Many people are able to generate good income through networks in today's digital world. The definition of employment and the nature of work is also changing rapidly. A new global economy is fast emerging, which is being named as the gig economy. Now, if you look at it, the gig economy is a free market system in which temporary work opportunities generally exist and various organizations hire freelance workers for short-term engagements. It is said by 2024, the gig sector is expected to account for about 4% of India's total workforce, according to a report which got recently released by the financial services platform Stride One. And it's expected to provide employment to around 23.5 million workers by 2024, which is a threefold increase from just 8 million or 1.5% of the workforce in 2021. It is said that by 2024, the gig sector is expected to account for about 4% of India's total workforce, which means it's also expected to provide employment to around 23.5 million workers by 2024. That's a threefold increase from just 8 million or 1.5% of the workforce in 2021. The thing is that this type of work has grown in popularity in recent years because it's more productive for personal it provides the flexibility and freedom and can be a cost-effective solution for businesses. Gig workers are the new workforce, right? I mean, they are the Gen Z of the workforce, I would say. They are people who get us the food we ordered online, take us from home to the office or wherever we are. And usually they provide many services that go unnoticed. There are two fundamental factors behind the growth of gig economy in India. Firstly, the technological development in the country has contributed to its growth. Technological changes have made it much easier to contract and make it possible for freelancers to find work. Another factor is that due to the stringent labor laws in India, many companies prefer to have a contract labor force. Many changes have been made in India, both in factors like digitization of the economy and reforms on the labor front. I think the government needs to pay more attention to the development of the gig economy because Especially in times of difficult global economic recession, unemployment is a cause for big concern. And therefore, creation of jobs in the gig economy will boost employment in the overall economy. And I think gig economy will be able to provide gainful employment, especially in the agricultural sector. 
Short term, depending on the volume of work, hiring freelance workers helps companies rationalize their workforce and reduce cost. This improves the competition and skills of the companies. Not only this, it also gives freedom to the workers, which can prove to be beneficial for them. The requirement of working fixed hours per day deters women from taking up formal sector jobs. The gig economy provides especially women with workplace jobs that offer flexibility in terms of working hours. Concerns do exist about the lack of job security and benefits for the gig economy workers. You know, it's estimated that the gig economy will further expand in India in the future and hence it should be supported by government rules and policies to protect the rights of workers and ensure free treatment towards them. As far as I know, many gig workers in India are not covered by labor codes and do not have access to benefits such as health insurance and retirement plans. A recent survey found that 88% of the gig economy workers ran out of money before the end of the month. Most of them attributed this to the rising household, fuel expenses. About 90% of the workers surveyed also said that they would like to take a personal loan to meet their family expenses, but cannot do so due to the nature of their job. And this survey also pointed out that around 40% of the gig economy workers had no insurance and only 24% of them had employer-provided insurance cover. The remaining 36% workers bought insurance by paying premium themselves. Another data provided that most gig economy workers earned above 25,000 rupees, while after the pandemic, nine out of 10 workers were earning less than 15,000. And there could be many possible reasons for this high income fluctuation. Gig workers in India are often paid less than the traditional workers and lack the same legal protections as them. The gig economy is heavily dependent on technology and internet access which again creates a barrier for those who do not have access to the resources. This further increases the inequality. Gig workers may lack the same social connections and support systems as traditional employees, as they often work independently and lack a physical workspace. So the government, I believe, is considering providing affordable medical care at subsidized rates to employees working in the gig economy. I believe the government is considering providing affordable medical care at subsidized rates uh, to employees working in the gig economy in employees, state insurance, corporation, hospitals, and dispensaries. And this can definitely provide relief to the companies associated with the gig economy, as they have to pay for their employees. The Social Security Code Bill 2019 was introduced by the government in the last session of the parliament. The bill proposes to provide social security cover for the first time in India to employees working in the gig economy. The bill states that the government will introduce a scheme to bring gig workers under the employees' state insurance corporation. I think the government of India should establish clear regulations and policies for the gig economy to ensure safety of gig workers and companies to be held accountable. So let's take a look at the gig workforce in India. Niti Aayog, in one of his reports stated that 47% of the gig workforce are in medium-skilled jobs, 31% are in low-skilled jobs, and 22% are in high-skilled jobs. So if you were to look at the growth drivers of the gig economy in India, First, of course, is the rise of the internet and mobile technology, the widespread adoption of smartphones, and the availability of high-speed internet has made it easier for the workers and businesses to connect through online platforms, right? Facilitating the growth of the gig economy. And of course, the economic liberalization policies have led to increased competition and more and more open market, which has encouraged the growth of gig economy. The increasing demand for flexible work, the gig economy is particularly attractive for Indian workers who are looking for flexible work arrangements 
that allowed them to balance their personal and professional lives. Demographic factors. The gig economy is also driven by a large and growing number of young, educated and ambitious Indians who are seeking to improve their livelihoods with side income generation. The growth of e-commerce. I think the rapid growth of e-commerce in India has led to significant increase in demand for delivery and logistic services, which has in turn led to the growth of the gig economy in these sectors. Let's take a look at the issues which are particularly associated with the gig economy in India. I think, as I've discussed before, lack of job and social security. You know, many of the gig workers in India are not covered by the labor codes and do not have access to benefits such as health insurance and retirement plans. The gig workers often do not receive the same level of protection as traditional employees in the event of an injury or illness. The digital divide, the gig economy heavily relies on technology and internet access. This creates barriers, especially for those who lack access to the resources. And in some way, it further increases income inequality. Lack of data. There is a lack of data and research on the gig economy in India, which makes it difficult for policymakers to understand its exact size, scope, and impact on the economy and workforce. Exploitation by companies. I mean, gig workers in India are often paid less than the traditional employees and may not have the same legal protections. Many companies exploit gig workers by misclassifying them as independent contractors to avoid liability and avoid paying taxes. Social isolation, I think it's a big thing. Gig workers may not have the same social connections and support systems as traditional employees, as they often work independently and may not have a physical workplace. So what should the way forward be? I think first things first, clear regulations. Uh, I think the government should establish clear regulations and policies for the gig economy to ensure that gig workers are protected and that companies are held accountable. The social security blanket. Um, I feel the government should ensure that gig workers have access to social security programs such as pension schemes, health insurance to ensure financial security for older workers. Also, gig workers should be granted the same labor rights as traditional employees. Uh, education and training. The government must invest in education and training programs for gig workers to improve their skills and increase their earning potential. It would be fair to say that we must encourage fair competition and innovation. I think one thing which the government can do is encourage fair competition by um, having regulations that prevent companies from misclassifying workers as independent contractors and by enforcing fair trade practices. Also, I feel the government can encourage innovation in the gig economy by providing tax incentives, funding and other support to companies that are creating new business models and technologies. Another thing which is very close to my heart is linking women empowerment with gig economy. There is a need to build the right physical and social infrastructure that supports the engagement of women in gig workforce. So let's look at some of the factors behind a gig economy. Many developed nations are you know, well on its way to establishing a gig economy. And some estimates showed as much as a third of the working population was already in some gig capacity as of 2021 in the USA. And experts expected this working number to rise as these type of positions facilitate independent contracting work, with many of them not requiring a freelancer to come into an office. Gig workers are much more likely to be part-time workers and to work from home. Employers then have a wide range of applicants to choose from because they don't have to hire someone based on their proximity. 
Additionally, computers have developed to the point that they can either take the place of the jobs people previously had or allow people to work just as efficiently from home as they could in person. And I think in a, in a modern digital world, it's becoming increasingly common for people to work remotely or from home. And the trend accelerated during the 2020 COVID-19 pandemic. I think the economic reasons are also a factor into the development of a gig economy. Employers who cannot afford to hire full-time employees uh, to do all the work that needs to be done will often hire part-time or temporary employees to take care of busier times or specific projects. On the employee side of the equation, people often find that they need to move or take multiple positions to afford the lifestyle they want. It's also common to change careers many times throughout a lifetime. So the gig economy can be viewed as a reflection of this occurring on a large scale. I guess it all started in 2020, the gig economy experienced significant increases as gig workers delivered necessities to homebound consumers and those whose jobs have been eliminated turned to be part-time or contract workers for income. Employers will need to plan for changes to the world of work, including the gig economy, when the crisis ends. Now, apart from the benefits and the factors behind it, the advantages, uh, let's also talk about some of the criticisms of the economy. You know, despite all its benefits, there are some downsides to the gig economy, right? While not all employers are inclined to hire contracted employees, the gig economy trend can make it harder for full-time employees to develop in their careers, since temporary employers are often cheaper to hire and more flexible in their availability. Workers who prefer a traditional career path and the stability and security that come with it are being crowded out in some industries. For some workers, the flexibility of working gigs can actually disrupt the work-life balance, sleep patterns, and activities of daily life. Flexibility in a gig economy often means that workers have to make themselves available anytime gigs come up, regardless of their needs, and must always be on the hunt for the next gig. Competition for gigs has increased too, and unemployment insurance usually doesn't cover gig workers who can't find employment. In effect, workers in a gig economy are more like entrepreneurs than traditional workers. While this may mean greater freedom of choice for the individual worker, but it also means that the security of a steady job with regular pay benefits, including a retirement account and a daily routine that has characterized work for generations, are rapidly becoming a thing of the past. And finally, because of the fluid nature of the gig economy, transactions, long-term relationships between workers, employers, clients and vendors can erode. This can eliminate the benefits that flow from building a long-term trust, customary practice, and familiarity with clients and employers. It could also discourage investment in relationship-specific assets that would otherwise be profitable to pursue, since no party has an incentive to invest significantly in a relationship that only lasts until the next gig comes along. So the question is, is the gig economy worth it? Well, to the individuals in the gig economy, it is worth it. Studies show that 79% of the individuals who work in the gig economy are more satisfied than when they were working in traditional jobs. So, summing it up, the lack of labor capacity in skilled workers and the rise of the gig economy suggest one core constant, that the nature of work is changing and businesses need to be prepared to support that change. According to a recent survey by JLL Consulting in New York, 
the gig economy will account for half of the workforce by 2030. Soon, most corporate entities will be based on the latest Hollywood model of work, where agile and rare knowledge workers will be in demand on a project-to-project basis. The gig economy in India can be attributed to the trend of individuals who are working temporarily or doing flexible jobs through online platforms such as Uber, Ola, Swiggy and Zometo. Now, this type of work has grown in popularity in recent years as it offers more flexibility and independence for workers. And they can be a cost-effective solutions for businesses too. However, there are also concerns about the lack of job security and benefits for the gig economy workers. The gig economy in India is expected to continue to grow, but it should also be backed by government regulations and policies, as I've said before, to protect the workers' rights and ensure fair treatment. So if we look at it, in some form or the other, we all have gigs to do. And as we take up newer gigs, we build newer skills. Um, and this is the way forward. And on that note, thank you for listening. I will continue coming back to you with such short stories about things that matter in our day-to-day life. Until next time, stay safe and talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Between Us podcast. This podcast was recorded at Manikpod Studios in Chambur, Mumbai. Our sound engineer is Mayanak Chakraborty, and your producers are Arnav Dogra and Santosh Kumar. The Between Us podcast uploads episodes weekly, and we'll see you next time.